0: and SonicSys from around the entire world. Today, I have the privilege to be interviewing Gershi Shorts. Gershi, how you doing?
1: Baruch Hashem, wonderful. It's very inspiring to see such, um, you know, young um podcasts starting at like, such a young age and especially for the audience of that age because I feel like they need it. And I'm so impressed, I must say. I'm actually like embarrassed almost uh, because it's amazing how why didn't i think of it i mean back then i'm saying <laughs> when i was that age it's amazing wow wow i'm very impressed i saw the channel and uh yeah. you like you caught me by surprise i'm very very impressed i must say
0: all kinds of i interviewed your sister by the way dobby yeah i did Wow. slimy told me to tell you he was like you gotta tell him
1: I'm like <laughs> Shlomei, man. oh what a pleasure wow. <laughs> Wow, amazing!
0: All right, can you share with us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, what do you enjoy doing? Um, a little bit about your background. Let's hear.
1: Okay, so where do you want to start? Because there's a long one, but I I can I I don't know how long I have because. Yeah, you,
0: you have as much as long as you want.
1: Yeah, you are sure? Because it's gonna take. Yeah. a. Few Okay fine all right so we'll start okay <laughs> so um well um well, well, my hobby is the way I started i guess i started in england as you can hear as you can hear my accent it's not so far off um the in i grew up in a in, in stanford hill in london uh till age 14 and then i moved on to israel to make it like i'm i'm far, like i'm speeding up the story so um i grew up yes like i said in stanford hill which is in london which many of you people know and then moved on to Israel at age fourteen. I went to a yeshiva called Pittsburgh in Ashtab. and I was there for like about six years I think back in, in yeah two thousand and eight I finished so I was there for you know a very long time, so that's where I kind of found my passion to uh um, what I do today is music um now music is uh, obviously uh, is, is, I've always been a musical and since as, as a kid you know my whole family we've all been busy with stuff and my my brother and I <laughs> always write little um um you know scripts and plays and stuff like that recorded on tapes if anyone knows what that is cassettes um we used to be busy with that hook up a microphone and uh to a little tape recorder and all concoction we made something you know work and we we i actually have a bag of that I carried it with me in my memory box somewhere here so my wife has it put away and she wants me to hold on to them it's uh, memories for as a child i used to record over different you know cassettes and make my own things and songs and now, I've always had a passion to make records, right? That was my passion, obviously, because as you can tell, that's what I do today. Um, the next, the, well, moving on. So going back to later on, right, in Yeshiva time, when I was age, um, let's say 14, 15, um, I basically started um, um, int- like paying a lot of attention to like producers, to studios. In yeshiva, I had a friend who, um, you know, he had a little setup of a, a keyboard. Nothing, no computers, because we, back then, it wasn't as accessible as today. I mean, back right? Then, not so long. I'm not so old. I'm just thirty three. But the thing <laughs> is that we're talking, um, I'd say, but you know, in two thousand and and three, four, you know, that time. Yes, we had a computer. We had like, you know, a little bigger, you know, machines than today. And a little a lot slower than today, obviously. But I had with the help of friends, we put together something in a little room in a yeshiva somewhere. So I got to, compo- I, I composed a lot of my own songs back then. Whoa. Yeah. So I, again, I don't do it today. I, again, my, most of my, if you're going to talk about composition, I don't. I do because I don't. Again, I don't. <laughs> But i used to so i don't because i not because i'm not um, i don't think they're good maybe they're great songs they are but the truth is i folk i i don't want to do too many things because then you can't you know you can grab too many things you don't get yeah 100%. right so it's a very important lesson for life i i've learned the hard way so um from others not from myself i'm joking i have for myself but uh so so basically Going to um uh, the, the the compositions, I decided to record them. So yes, I tried myself, and it was a little tough. So I had I found a friend. His name is Menachem Safra. I haven't been in touch with him for a while, actually. But he has a little studio called Atmosphere Studios, and he is based in Ashdod. I think it's still the same place in Israel. Have you ever been to Israel?
0: I haven't, and I wish I was.
1: You should. It's a, it's a most magnificent place. It's just the culture, the people. It's just once you go, you're not going to want to come back. I came back, but you know, <laughs> life, but the truth is, I want to, that's my place. That's my next move. I'm not moving anywhere else but there. I mean, that's, I the, uh, yeah. I had a studio there for a long time. Ooh. So, yeah, I'll tell, we'll get there. We'll almost there. So, I know the years went by. So, um, then I des- decided to go visit him, pay a, pay a visit to him. He loved working with me. Cause he decided to make me an album. Like, he wanted to, I'm a young kid, but I guess today it makes sense. Back then it didn't. So it wasn't so accepted for young kids at age fourteen to make an album of their own back then. Accepted mean to say it wasn't yet known, I guess. No one. It know. wasn't
0: popular. It wasn't popular.
1: Exactly. So <laughs> I um yeah. Otherwise, Marko Shabir would have released albums at age fourteen, right? Exactly. I'm
0: not sure. Did he? He I was think- in like Miami Boys Choir or something.
1: He was in Miami's was choir. Yeah, but he would have he would have started earlier had he known that as a opportunity like today. Because today he got right to- age fourteen releases. I
0: record I- songs. I have albums.
1: Oh wow, you're a singer! Yeah. Wow, amazing. Okay, I I, I'm impressed. Very nice. Wow. See, this is the thing. Anyone has a chance and I know because I produce my sister's albums, and and actually we're working. You Yes. Um, she's working on something. Did she tell you she's working on an album? Yeah, she
0: did. Yeah.
1: So, so she's working on an album now and a very cool album. Actually, there's a couple hey, of Lola. songs from, um. If, I, if I'm allowed to tell, there's a song that I am my brother. My brother and I are going to release. I mean, I'm not a singer again. I just I like re- certain <laughs> time, like there, there are times that I just, you know, I want I want to just I, I there's a message I want to give, I guess. And I kind of want to also say some things that everyone has a platform. Right. Yeah. And I have the resources. Why shouldn't I? You know, I have the studio right here. So, right. you know, roll into the studio and do it. Right so um uh, so she's going to be um pre- featuring one of my songs there and with my sister I um, my other sister Frimmy. you know Frimmy.
0: no okay. oh oh wait she thinks sing- she sings also right
1: she's a little older than dobby yeah and she lives in england and like- she
0: recorded with her before
1: she has yes she okay has- i saw it she i did- was only who it was She's actually going to perform now in Pesach in a hotel in Italy for Pesach. She they 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 brought her over there. So she's she's not as popular as Dobby because she didn't like start the same thing Dobby did. But uh, she's she's a great singer. She's a great singer. Just I mean, you know, I really like her singing. Very inspired. By the voice yeah, seriously. So, so um, going back to my uh, the songs, the the the, the whole thing of we 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 crawled kind of into Dobby and then into album, and <laughs> we're gonna go back to the album. So let's let's. Uh, I, I know musicians have this uh, thing of like uh, uh, you know ADD. They kind of like, <laughs> like crawling into other things and forget where they came from. But I'm very very focused, and I'm gonna keep uh, a pin on where I was up to. I was up to yeshiva keyboard trying to get together a studio. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're with me there. OK, great. All right. Amazing. OK, so I know you're with me because you, you look like, you're- <laughs> OK, so um, in Yeshiva, Pittsburgh, which I don't know if many of you know, happens to be right behind me. There's a little picture. There's like a picture of him there, if you could see it. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, I see. Okay. OK,
1: I can bring it closer if you want to see him. He's, <laughs> But not many people do know him, but his specialty was that nobody knew him. But when if you did know him, he was an amazing, a special, special, special fellow. Um, many, many uh, big tzaddikim from like knew him very, very close. Again, he's not just a rebbe; he's more of a close. He passed away three years, like it was almost three. No, yeah, three years ago. I could say almost three years ago. And he was very young in COVID, and uh, to the extent where it was so hard from us, like we cried like little babies, my wife and I, when she told me the news, like circus when he passed away. He was very young, but he was very close to us. Now, reason being is because of his depth of thinking, and the and also back then to have someone to see through some to see through young young kids like us to be able to like tell them you're special and you're something you're valuable use your talents you didn't have many of those then it wasn't like today today you have a vast majority of Rabbanim and 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 and, and um, you know prominent people do yeah. like already right but back then it wasn't so common it, re- it really wasn't there was only few few people that looked at it because I'll, I'll i'll be very uh, in, Hasid- in hasidish background like Yechabad, right okay same yes. thing i you know you know how it works but again in different in different um sects there's different uh you know whatever different yeah. other, different cult oh it's a whole different um, ball game. but let's not go into that the point is that they didn't recognize that a 14 or 15 or even 16 year old that has a talent has to explore it. They they said, Yeah Lock up in the closet until you get married and afterwards we'll talk about it, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So so he was very not like that. He was very into getting out the talent from the kid in a, at a young age. So he saw me at age 14, 15, and he kept on talking to me and he was paying attention to me. And I was like, whoa, like which uh which Hassidus so to speak yeah. these that comes and gets get, get you know you know, grabs a guy and say I, I want you to be great. I want you to to well, be successful and that was his thing he he loved every single person just just like amazingly people said people said about him without even knowing him just by listening to his songs he has very famous tunes that people know today there's like a famous you know his father uh, you know Mecho, you know the song everyone no. knows the song. you don't know the song <laughs> i don't right? it's a very famous because it's an old song that's why it's a very old song but anyone you you find the old jewish folk songs right that's what it I'm is only my
0: mother goes in the car and she listens to old songs we're exactly. all like la la la
1: la exactly so it's very old now it's very ancient tunes and good <laughs> tunes. but there's this i don't know if you know you know Lame. have you ever heard this song El. have you ever heard this yeah i probably
0: did
1: yeah it's a very you probably heard you have brothers i guess uh, yeah you have brothers yes so you probably may probably know the song there's many like very it's it's famous amongst the whole Hasidic uh, um you know crowd i guess everyone knows yeah. these his tunes and he composed many of them so again He's not—he's unknown, but his songs are very, very popular. To the percent okay. Mana Rosenblum. And if you know this guy, you know Mana Rosenblum? No. <laughs> okay, so Mana is a very famous old, also he's not very popular today, only a few years ago, but Lieper Schmelzer, I just made an album with him together, like the last album, Bav Lieper, right? So uh, many of his songs were actually arranged by Mana. Mana's a big arranger. Mana Rosenblum, you'll look him up, you'll see it's not again he's not as the he's not the famous you know these uh <laughs> it's okay I get it it's fine it makes a lot of sense we I have to recognize the whole time wait a second these people were in my times and in my times I'm saying it's not not so long ago but there's new people today on the market there's new people they yeah. The old people already like uh they're retiring they're not you know but <laughs> It's good to know about history where it all came from because you know. So so yeah. So he was very close to Mana. He made all his albums. He had many many albums. He released like I don't know seven eight nine albums um, of his songs. Okay. So going. So he yeah he inspired me. Got me to go to do my own thing, and that's what I did. So I went to this Mister Safra. We spoke about him before. Okay. In Ashtar, visited the studio. and then he wanted to sign me up and make an album with me, right? I just, uh, whatever, I just like went along with it. Okay, make an album. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not, it's not going to happen, but let's do it anyway. I did that, went inside and I started recording some tunes. He was in the middle of working on an old uh, one of Leaper's albums back then with, uh, you know, a, a very old, you know, the song. Yeah, but you know you know the song probably no you know the song it's one of the
0: i, I probably heard
1: it you no know but- albums no not all of them none of them okay all right you'll get to know i guess you <laughs> the next the contact i'm gonna give you is him so you're gonna have to interview him okay so all right so um but you know leapish melzer right yeah Okay, he's a great guy. He's very, very, very good, uh, very sweet fellow. Yeah, yeah. So basically going back to um, going back to, to him. So he then, he, yeah, he was working on the tune. I was very impressed. So he showed me some stuff, how he worked on, like, how to do this, to make a beat, so, you know, music and in the program. And so that I, I, I started growing, like, towards that. I wanted to do it. That's it. I said, I need to do that. I need to know more. And I did. And I made some research. you have any questions? No. Oh. Go on. <laughs> all right now i'm just i'm just waiting so um i i continued going on to my uh my age i guess i had to grow up so i started growing up to age 17 18 19 and then at 18 19 i think it was that I left yeshiva again I, I started getting obviously I re, I made my my friends even made me a little CD of my records and stuff that I made I have it somewhere I forgot about them but whatever so one friend actually happens to be mentioned to me I once made a ringtone of Lipa Schmelz's um, um song wake up you know wake up da, 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 da. you probably never heard it but you will now <laughs> that you go online and you YouTube it you'll see you'll find it many people know his uh is a wake up thing it's an old song but again so I made a little like uh um um, um, um something about um, answering the phone um, in Yiddish, of. You, know, you know a little bit of Yiddish? Not really. I reckon of means pick up the phone. So basically off means pick up, okay? So I made a little ringtone and it went viral back then, I remember, it's funny. So a lot of people, like, even, even my wife, she found, her name is Kayla, so she actually told me that she got it from a friend of hers and it was like a, a thing, a shtick to have it on, on cell phones, like that ringtone yeah Back, there was a thing about having ringtones i don't know if you know this but today people don't care about it anymore <laughs> and there was a thing by the way we had nokia phones like old nokia phones blackberries and it was a big deal to put on like I, I remember having i had this little nokia phone you could only play the snake game and they're very tiny little you know nothing it was buttons that we had to press actual buttons can you believe that buttons on a phone
0: yeah my father used to have one like you can't even press it
1: yeah you can't even press it it was, it was awful it was like a fit in your hand it slipped it was terrible <laughs> So, and, uh, and, and, you know, there was nothing but calling people on it. I mean, or maybe texting, I mean, because you like they say in Israel, well. you couldn't even, so I, I had, um, I had, uh, some, that ringtone, you know, go around on those little phones. People kept on like transferring it. It was very hard because you only, you, you imagine today we have like room on our iPads and iPhones up to like a terabyte, right? Back yeah. then, I think the maximum weight on a phone, like for data was about maybe a megabyte, Something like that, you know. Um, not even I think, but yeah, about a megabytes maybe. It was crazy, uh, crazy times. Anyway, so so basically, going forward, we, I got married, um, at age, age eighteen. I was in two thousand and eight, and then lived with. Were uh, eighteen. Yeah, but to my first wife. I'm I I'm, I'm second married now. Okay. So yeah, so uh, I was eighteen. Yeah, right. That's it. that question you had. Eighteen. Yeah. Yes, I was eighteen. Again, you know, it's the like I said, I grew up in a Hasidic home. Oh,
0: right. The so they all got married early, right? Like at a younger age?
1: So some of us did and some of us checked out other years. and I'm saying
0: like it was a thing. It wasn't like not popular to get married. Like
1: It was very normal back then, of course. Even t- today, not so much. But back, yeah, it was. I mean, amongst Satma and, and the very ultra Hasidic, like um, crowds and sexy you do have, they, they get married at very, very... Um, young. I mean, even seventeen. clear They're saying
0: like even now, if I get married at seventeen, wouldn't it wouldn't be weird.
1: Mm-mm, not in square. It's very normal. You get little kids walking around with babies already. You know that. Yeah. So it's it's very normal. Yeah. I mean, thank yeah. God I didn't have any kids back then. So it was it was uh, I was again we felt at the beginning already. So it was you know when you get married, one thing people have to remember is when getting married, it's a message you have to know this now, even though you're young. How old are you, by the way, if I may ask? Guess. I have to say it online, if I, if I know the number.
0: I'm 14.
1: Wow. Wow. But on her. That's, <laughs> see, I, I guess, no, someday, somewhere around that age. You did, wait. Yeah, you tell me. So the point is, I want to say something. It's important to know this at age 10 already. I uh, even tell my daughter who's five going six, Tina. So I tell her every time. She, I remind her. I, I slowly, slowly put it in her brain, even though she doesn't get it yet. But the point is, marriage is life it's it's you know you you live your life up until there like I don't know how old 20 24 30 whatever some it depends on everyone uh, how they go about it but from then on you most of your life is marriage right yeah yeah.
0: only like 18 of your years or not
1: right so so the most important thing and you know about this because you can see your parents or you can see you know anyone some people don't have the privilege of seeing that I mean some people do seeing it by their parents which is a very important thing that they know and recognize that it's work. It's not a picnic. You don't arrive to, oh, it's done. 100%. It doesn't work like that. It's a beautiful wedding. Everyone enjoys it. There's a colour <laughs> the costume. You have nice wedding songs and stuff and it's flowers and all that. And then they go home. And what do you think happens? They start working. It's it's a, it's a whole. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's very important. So that's why back then, again, I wasn't ready for the game. I really wasn't. I wasn't. I guess both of us weren't. We both checked out. We both decided it's not Well, no, it's not time yet, you know. And it happens. It really does happen. Also, you know, the funny thing is that you already know, knew who your partner is before you were born. You know, that 40
0: Right,
1: 100%. One of us knew. So the point is that when you find that moment, when you find that person, it has to be the right one, obviously. So there's a whole series of things right. that happen. I'm not going to go into mystical things now, but the point is it does. No, there is a whole series of things that can happen. Sometimes people have to go through divorces to find their um, bashert. But going back to where we are. okay. <laughs> I got married, got divorced, Um, uh, now while I was married, happens to be, um, there was great times, I learned from a lot of great people during the time, I met uh, some great people then in the music industry like Shloimi Gertner, you know Shloimi Gertner, heard of him? Okay, so Shloimi Gertner. Listen,
0: Shloimi only told me about you now, so I don't know anyone
1: that's good. good you're learning it's amazing oh it's fascinating I'm very very happy to hear that I know so I'm, you're getting to know and this is the video <laughs> of, of, of your podcast like you get to know people and you you aim you don't 100%. care you go for it and great who's your audience by the way what kind of people you don't care or you just you, you know who your audience is
0: okay that's a good question so it started from family members okay after that um, as time went on, people started sending the group link around, and it happened to get on the 770 Chabad chat from one of the Baharim mm-hmm. and some Bacharim are on there now, which we're trying to take care of. So, like, there's, like, boys, girls, Hasidish people that don't even drive, and, like, to all of a sudden, like, totally Chabad people, wow. or, like, modern Orthodox, like, there's all these different ty- kinds of people on my chat. And it's
1: it's inspirational. It's very inspirational. It's very nice. And you, I, I, I guess you have a following. I, I've seen. And the truth is, I've seen. According to the, I, just a few minutes that you gave, you allowed me to to check out your pro your your YouTube channel. I realized that it's very very cool how you built your channel so fast and so it's amazing. I mean, I hope yeah. you get many people support you. Right? You have that?
0: Nope, I don't have anyone paying for anything.
1: You're going to have that eventually.
0: I don't know. It depends because I'm going to high school next year and I'm probably going to need to stop it for a little bit.
1: Right, right. Which is, uh, it's beautiful. Wow, amazing. So you your spare time, I guess you do this. I'm very impressed and you should know it's an important thing today because today people need to get used to having a lot of uh, available content online that is kosher and this is kosher and it's amazing. I'm very impressed. So um, I wish I would have had that back then. Again, we didn't have access to the internet. Forget about that. There now you is... do.
0: Now you know about me.
1: Exactly. Amazing. No, seriously. So I'm saying it's, uh, again, Face... I remember when Facebook opened up, you know, I remember when Facebook started. It's crazy, but I, it's it's not, it's not crazy. I mean, it's like any other. no don't
0: use this Facebook anymore, by the way.
1: Exactly right. And I'm mentioning something that started and I fin- finished already. Instagram wasn't even <laughs> nothing. I mean, there was nothing going on. You know what we chatted on? Not WhatsApp. We have BBB <laughs> chat. You know what BBB chat is? Absolutely. I'm te- yes. I'm teaching you something new. <laughs> so BBB chat was the WhatsApp of, 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 of the time. But between <laughs> the years of 20, um, I'd say, yeah, 2008-ish, I think. A little bit more, yeah. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, 10 It stopped about right about two thousand and twelve. I think that's when it finished. So I got divorced at two thousand ten, and then I got married again at two thousand twenty to do a great girl. Um. So she is, um, yeah. We're married almost ten years already now, Rosh Hashem, and Hashem. yeah, and we have two little kids. So basically, thank you, Hashem, it's amazing. So life, yeah, that's how it is. And now I, so throughout the year, so basically she supported me in my music right away. I'm going to go forward, right? So I was going to say that before, while I was divorced, I got to, I started my studio. My studio started in Edgeware. Edgeware, which is, Google it, it's in London. That's why I grew up after age 14. My parents moved there. So there's a little community, Chabad, and there is like a little, uh, a neutral sort of community there with bali bali was started back then and there's it's a very very nice sweet little community like we had 20 families and stuff like that today it evolves into like i don't know how hundreds of families more even and there's kosher groceries restaurants there's everything there there's like there's whoa like, yeah, it was nothing it was back- like
0: Crown heights
1: yeah it was it tight it, you live in Crown heights
0: no i oh. live in portland oregon actually
1: really now
0: yeah
1: oh what a privilege i got to visit that place amazing wow you should <laughs> place
0: it's a nice place but now it's a very liberal state i was on like col because there's a guy in our basement a lot of things happen here it's not safe but mm-hmm. it's a touring site. like people come here it's to tour not it.
1: basement what do you mean
0: Check col col <laughs> do you know mata.com
1: i, I missed the, uh, something what happened while you said it what do you say again okay
0: so basically should i say the whole story
1: yeah why not oh, okay yeah. Do people know the story on the podcast
0: what Do no people.
1: one knows okay mean- tell. All right. i'll be the first to listen great okay
0: okay so this is what happened basically i was one time in school and a lot of times i'm really like like scheduling interviews in middle school like i'm not really listening in class and i was on like the status of meaningful minute you know what meaningful minute is of course okay so they had this thing, and it said, "Whoever wants to sponsor three hundred sixty dollars for the silent program they're doing, if you knew about that, please I, donate."
1: I do like, know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, so please, like, yeah. So please say that you want to do it. I was like, eh. basically, what happened is I texted, it, I was like, "Oh, this is so cool," and then they said, "Thanks," and I was like, "What do you mean, thanks? <laughs> like, maybe they thought I was wanting to donate it." Anyway, what happened is something pushed me to donate it, so that was like three hundred sixty bucks. An hour later, I was home alone. I was, we have, I'm in the Chabatosh right now. So my regular house, I finished my shower. I was myself. I turned the light in the basement. I go in and it was a mess. A mess. And I was like, why is it, why is it so messy in here? And I look more closely and there's a robber sleeping under the table. We had weapons. Weapons? Yeah, weapons. Yeah. Weapon. He was sleeping. Baruch Hashem, he was sleeping. Like.
1: Uh- He's sleeping.
0: <laughs> I don't know. This is what happened. I go up. I tiptoe upstairs because I didn't want to wake him up because if he, I would have been killed if he was up. You know have what got- I mean? Like, I would have I gotten killed.
1: Are you serious? He had a rifle, like a gun, like a machine no, gun? No, 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 no,
0: no, Spears.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. So, I uh kind of, like, walk up the stairs and I ran out of my house and closed the door behind me. And I called my mother, I was like, mom, we have a guest in the basement. Like, what happened here? And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, my gosh, something happened. I called my father and my father was like, what did he just say? Are you sure it's not a puppet? Probably it's a puppet. It's not true. I was like, it's true. I saw a guy in the basement. And so my father was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. So he calls the police and i explained how he looked whatever the police come with their canine dogs like seven police cars and they, and they arrest the man they woke him up they walk him up they woke him up and then they walk him up the stairs and handcuff him whatever basically what happened is he got arrested i don't know what's happening to him now but the point is since they gave tzedakah it saved me from getting killed
1: wow wow that's that's crazy
0: yeah. After that, basically after that, my thing is going to see well. See well is like a Chabad website or like everyone, everyone was, do you know what?
1: When did this happen?
0: It's happened like a few weeks ago.
1: What? Just now?
0: <laughs> yeah. And my thing got on see well and that's how like all my views came. Like that's when it got big.
1: Wow. You, you know, you, you know, what this interesting thing is like, why was he sleeping? What time was it?
0: It was around three in the afternoon. And he was washing his clothes. He had cereal under the bed. He snuck it under the bed. Like he was uh, he really living.
1: He needed a place to stay, to hide, I guess. Yeah. He was, he was in a fugitive or something. You know anything about it? You don't know. We don't know. You don't well, we
0: know. But yeah. well, we think, basically in the middle of the night, he broke in. Okay. From um, You know, like the backyard locks are like, just like those things. Yeah. So he like, just wipes his knife through, opens. Okay. No one hears. We have a dog for my for my sister okay. and the dog didn't even bark or anything and he's there for her safety like morgan's right. not safe he didn't bark and in the morning no one was expecting anything No one's... what no one sleeps in the basement because my sister's in high school right and she wasn't there and so when i went down it was kind of like confusing like how did they get there anyway basically it was cold outside so we wanted a warm place to stay but if he had weapons
1: he made his made his way through very nicely very easily he opened the door. He broke it open, I guess, or you he don't broke
0: know. it. He broke it open. We didn't realize, though, for some reason until like I went down.
1: That's crazy. Oregon, is, 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 it's not a safe place, you're saying?
0: It's not a safe place. It used to be a very safe place. It used to be like everyone came here, like to ski on the mountains and
1: whatever. I heard it's a nice place. Wow. You, God, like Hashem literally sends, you know, his angels with you wherever you go that's 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 the honest truth that's, I know. that's the most amazing thing but you got to see something this is miraculous this is like this is like next level miracle this you know that's and when the, i
0: started my interviews like i got a microphone and
1: amazing and you're inspiring a lot of people you should share this story you didn't share it with anyone
0: it went on so well and then it went on meaningful minute meaningful minute shared on their status and everything so everyone heard about it everyone knows about it but like
1: yeah. no one knows
0: it's connected Like.
1: Right. they interviewed you no wow. they texted
0: me after They're like I heard your article wait that's true that really happened and then they posted the link everywhere
1: wow like if this... you search
0: me up you'll see it
1: I will I will look it up now that you're saying this is, this is incredible the story wow I'm very inspired I'm very very inspired by the story wow okay so going back to where we up to I can't even <laughs> I can't even think right now okay it is I'm very I'm blown away I really, <laughs> I'm really very inspired Thank God, like you're alive. It's amazing. Miracle is scary. It's a miracle. Yeah. So you're not, I mean, I guess you you trust in Hashem, like you you fully.
0: Fully, 100%. Every day I say, thank God, for making me alive. Actually, two weeks later after that, I was outside when there was someone shooting, Uh, shooter. I was outside. I got saved miraculously. I was a block away. Less than a block away. Again, two weeks later after that, and for some reason i don't have any trauma from it two weeks later after i had that whole trauma there was a guy that shot a guy in the leg one of the neighbor's houses one of my neighbors and i was just down the block the only one outside and it, i don't know why has she ever seen me again that way
1: well he loves you obviously so he, he loves was, me
0: of
1: course he does and he saves you and because you trust him you put your full trust in him there is a famous guy' I don't know, his name is uh Rabbi babad he lives in Lakewood so he well his son told me an amazing story about him well story is something that happens or happened he used to walk um down Shechem Shechem you know Shechem is a very very dangerous place to walk in today today okay. um you know if they see a Jew then that Jew is over basically in other words Seriously? yeah it's uh, again it's, it's the, conf- the what's going on there right now it's very very heated you don't want to you don't want to walk in there I mean Israel's the safest place given the circumstances it really is by the way for some reason he I, I was there in Israel and there was shoot there was a stabbing or something and happened at the time mm. with family there was stuff happening and then somebody comes to me and somebody texts me from New York and goes to me I mean aren't you afraid of what's going on in Israel like this is crazy I said well I just have to do one thing. Says what is it? Turn on the news and watch the news in New York. What's going on there? So I think we're safer up here. Believe me, it's Israel. For some reason, you feel at home. I can't describe it if you've never been there.
0: I wish I went there every day.
1: You should go, and when you go, you should you you'll see you'll see the the feeling that you have. It's like you want to stay there. It's your place. Like you feel like you belong there. It's like as if you walk in. I don't know. Say your grandmother's house, okay? You're just walking. You feel like, oh, I'm at home. Like it's my place, right? I hang out here. It's my grandma's yeah. house. So this, it's it's more than that. It's much more than that.
0: Whoa! Even if you never went there before, like you go there the first time.
1: Uh, people tell me this, by the way. I, I sent one of my friends recently there, this first time, and I told him you have to go, and he he did. He ended up going a few months ago. He told me he he arrived there. He landed. He just felt like it's my place. It's mine. That's I I belong here. That's how he felt. It's not a it's not a thing in the head. It really is. And it says, it actually says in Chazal, they say this, this is what it is. And it's real. It's real. It's very connecting. It's a holy spiritual place. And it really, really connects. A lot of people around the world are very, that's why this place, the tiniest place on earth, imagine the tiniest place on earth, everyone wants a piece of it. And there's more wars in that little country, in that little tiny little dot on the map that you can't even see, than in every big world, in the big, big other other big country, like Ukraine or Russia right now, is nothing. So, uh, it's like the war. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know much about the news and everything. I don't watch much, but I can tell you that <laughs> from pers- my perspective, the feeling I have. Uh, sometimes I write with the feeling that this is not nothing close to what goes on in that little tiny place. We see it through the Tories. See how many times people try to kill us and destroy us.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Look at us.
1: Look how strong we are. Right. It's just like you. You walk in yes. the room, and they're, and they're sleeping. This is what we want. We want Hashem to protect us in that way. So now I'm going to go back to this little story that uh, is an inspirational story that this guy told us. This, uh, this, so he said his father walked. used to say that when I walk, Jim you know, Kippur Kipper Knight, he walked to the shul. There's a, there's a shul, Yosubat Tzaddik, there's like a, his caver right there, I think. Um, so he walked to the, the to the shul and he told people that if you have the slightest bit of fear, the slightest bit of fear for people, for human beings, then don't come with me, he said. So <laughs> one time. One time, and he used to go, nothing happened. Nobody threw stones. Nobody stabbed them. Nobody shot them. They were fine. For years, one time, they drove out to the shore, and in a car, happens to be, not even walking, in a car. And there was one guy, he said, no, no, I'm not afraid. I promise you, I'm I'm fine. I trust Hashem, I'm good, right? But he did. He had a slight bit of fear. And guess what happened? Stones were thrown in the car. This uh, Literally, a few <laughs> minutes later. So he said... I told you, you didn't, you promised me that you're not not afraid. You are afraid and nothing against you. It's just, I feel bad, but the truth is you have to be able to let go of fear. So you walking in that street, asking yourself, how come, like, I don't know. I don't even have any trauma means that you've reached a certain level of letting go of the fear of the, of the, of the human being. You only have fear of Hashem, which is is phenomenal. And that's why you are protected. And the truth is bad things happen. Yes, they do. But you know what? I've asked this question many times from big people. You know what they said? What? They said, if you are not afraid of the, if you're afraid of the right thing and you trust Hashem, but truly, truly trust Hashem, you will always make it through, no question about it, because it says, kindness. if somebody trusts Hashem, chesed yisuv That's what it says. If somebody trusts Hashem, chesed, I mean, what does chesed mean? Kindness. You know, that Kindness will surround you, literally. Okay? Whoa. Means, okay? And it says it many times. Baruch HaGever, you say it by benching. Now, if you daven three times a day, most of us know this, you know, and you say in a bracha, people don't even realize. But looking into that bracha, and it says, Mechaye Hamesim. right? You say, Baruch HaTah Hashem, like, blessed are you, Hashem. Mechaye Hamesim. revive the dead. Like, dude, what are you saying? Like. <laughs> The magician or something right revive the dead that doesn't have every day like you're just saying it like you're saying it with like imagine you go out there and you say yeah so yesterday he revived the dead today he revives dead people like imagine just saying it to someone in public you have a speech and you're saying about this guy you know he revives dead people and basically we want to say like it's not even a conversation people have right but yeah. us as jewish people orthodox jewish people we when we pray and well any jew any jewish person has this privilege right when you pray really, anyone who believes in Hashem, you say these words, that means you actually trust and believe that, right? So if you believe that God can do that, how hard is it for him to protect you, even if you're with a paper door in front of an enemy with a gun, you're protected, you understand? So you were there in that house with the guy sleeping in your basement with spears and knives and God knows what, Yeah. fast asleep. You tip-toed he didn't up.
0: even wake up when I turned on the light and I'm singing daddy come home. I was like...
1: The daddy come home, right? And that's <laughs> <guess> what? <laughs> yeah. And he still didn't wake up. That is the miracle right there. Not that he didn't kill you. The miracle is that he didn't even wake up. Get it?
0: He didn't even stir. He was still.
1: That's Hashem. So that, crazy. That, that's you trusting Hashem. So again, it, it, maybe it happens sometimes to people to, to show you. God, sometimes we all pray for one thing. God, please, please, Bring us closer to you, but not through pain and not through suffering, Yes. right? Yes. Such miracles are great. Again, it doesn't have to happen every day. It happened once. I'm good. That's it. (laughs) Let's move on without that. But the idea is that this is a great, great story. And I'm going to share it with your permission, obviously, to people, because this is phenomenal. This is like, this is proof, right? Okay, continue amazing amazing till there okay so um um so basically <laughs> should we continue to the where we were up to
0: 100% go all right. ahead
1: all right so basically i'll tell you some interest, something interesting at the end and that that's why the reason why i'm so passionate about what i spoke about is there's something about that and i'll tell you soon so basically okay. um um going forward we we, we continued like you know uh, i and, and we talked we spoke about me building a little studio in Edgeware at the time when i was divorced and single so I met a friend, his name is Gedalia Weiser, maybe also, but he doesn't, he speaks English a little bit, but he's very big in lighting, like GW, you know, he he basically started the idea of lighting at weddings, like different lights, flashing lights, and DJs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he started it. Back really? Back, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, years ago. back and, and then slowly, slowly, people started doing the same thing. He's like uh like yeah seriously flow motion and all these other people started Excellent. like I don't know flow motion but Stellar Productions all these big production companies that go to weddings today started putting lights at their events, thanks to him. Wow. So maybe some people might disagree with me, but <laughs> look it up carefully. Facts are that he yes he was one of the first guys. I remember. I remember going to an event with him to Eighth Day. They performed at a country somewhere in the one of these camps in 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 New York upstate New York. And I remember going there and they had, they still had, they still only turned off the lights and lit little candles. They still didn't even have lights. So he brought his lights on and they went, whoa. So it was a new thing, like DJ lights and stuff like that. It was many years ago. It was a few years ago. So going forward, GW Lighting, Dahlia Weiser was. I met him in England and he started like stirring up like, you know, you got to be connected to the guys in America, you know, come like do some songs. You have a little studio in your bedroom. And I set myself up a little thing and I had a microphone and a, you know kind of what you have now like the same setup not, nothing fancy like uh, it looks like you have a fancy stuff but uh, it's not, it's not a fancy microphone but again i'm I'm going back to what back then i was very into building my little studio I and mean, mr suffer from israel emailed me we used email back then um so emailed me um their basically like different ideas and tips and tricks and i started learning and then i started like going to a, a little school like an online school And actually I had to go physically to a studio and intern in a studio in England. And and I did go every week. Um, Almost every week I went to visit that studio and they let me stay there and learn from them how they mix, master and like record and all kinds of things. So I participated in a lot of these things. and, And then I continued my career, obviously by building a little studio there. I built an actual, I rented somebody's garage and I built with my own hands, I built a studio. No way. Yeah. Even with a, I even yeah, I I literally did it myself. It was it was very hard. I worked very hard. I worked in a grocery store in uh, Moishe's. It's called Moishe's on Finchley Road. If people look it up online, you'll see a little grocery store called Moishe's. Great guy, happens to be very funny. But Shlomi Zaltzman's uncle runs this place. (laughs) So his name is David Zaltzman. He was my boss many years, and I love the place there. So I worked there for many years. And uh, you know who else worked there? Then, if you know the name. Shlomo Simcha heard of the name. No, you know, you know AB Rottenberg, yeah. Okay, so, in the same era, in the same group, okay. it happens to be him, AB Rottenberg, and Shlomo Simcha, and um, what's his name again? And and uh, the 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 uh, how can I forget the name right? Now? It just <laughs> ran out of my head. It's, it's like <laughs> one of the most famous people out there, Baruch Levine. So, basically, yeah. Levine, yeah. so he, you know, Baruch Levine, yeah,
0: yeah. I need his number though,
1: okay. I'll, I think, yeah, I have it. <laughs> Give it to you why not i'm sure he'll be happy to be interviewed he's a great person a very very great person and abratenberg and so those three came to me two years ago pesach this time and they like right now like right before pesach they came to me to do a little like a, a thing a, tr- a tribute to something it's online actually on youtube and i recorded them here and i worked on the on the vocals so oh, wow. so so going back and i just remembered shlomo simcha worked in that same grocery store as i did so um, um it was a fun place to work at and at night, I used to go to, back home and do my studio work that I did for, you know, little projects, schools and families and didn't yet have the big leagues. But I was like very, like starting up, you know. And then I met a guy named Surly Lipschitz. Surely Lipschitz, uh, no, I don't know if you would heard of him, but he's also an English fellow. And he is basically very famously known for the song... I heard it. I heard
0: that one.
1: So that's Barry Weber's song, right? Yes. Okay, so Barry Weber, yes, and so it happens he contacted me. He thought it's my song because I produced it in my studio with him. Ah. So I, he used to come to me every single night, almost. He learned Shiva <laughs> there after the grocery store, me finishing work. I drove home, picked him up, and he came to my house, and we hung out like through the night making songs. And all kind of different things and we like spent a lot of time in the studio in my little studio little did i know what's going to happen but we just and i named it edgeway studios and i helped my sister oh i forgot to say my sister my older sister her name is Perla schreiber so she has a little studio called harmony studios still today running today in england in london and i used to help her a lot so girls schools used to come make their record their songs to the plays
0: right
1: i used to be the engineer quote unquote like you know back then yeah Whatever I knew then, I didn't know much, but I, I, I was self-taught, you know, so I actually on the job was pretty, pretty cool. And I told her I, I was teaching her, right? Whatever. It was funny. So we continued working in, like in, in the studio and Mr. Mr. Wiser from America kept on pushing me like certain people to come and do songs by me, like American boys to do wedding songs by me. So there was these famous boys, like famous like uh, Yoli Weiss and Avrami Kalish, uh, names that people don't know today because again, y- Yoli Weiss happens to be people do know because he's very famous. He's known for a few certain songs. A lot of people know this song. Uh, I probably a, do. I heard it before. You probably heard it. You know why? Because Chaim Israel sang it. God Elba sang it. Many people, like many... Ah, yes.
0: Avram
1: Fried, Avram Fried sang it on one of his latest albums recently. So it's a very famous song. So yes, I also produced that with him. Uh, Whoa. yeah so so it's again this little tiny you know like everyone started somewhere right we all like we all started together so it's funny actually how it is today so um it's not funny it's normal this is life right <laughs> I mean one day you're going to be like one of these top inspirational people I'm not, I'm hardly going to be able to get to you so I guess uh, it's, it's one of these things right you start somewhere right I remember she was 14 I had a podcast with her right <laughs> okay so basically going going forward um she she, she he um Mr. Weiser I um, actually got in touch with someone called Mojie Krause. Um, and he was in a, at a wedding in England and he told me, you have to come see him. He's one of the top producers in America. Come visit, visit him, meet him, whatever. I met him, great guy, very down to earth, very, you know, I, was, I thought a celebrity back then was a scary person to meet, so I wasn't sure, like, you know. <laughs> so I arrived then and uh, to the wedding outside we met and he spoke to me like as if he knew me for 20 years. It was very funny. It was like very interesting conversation we had. I was wow. very inspired by him and he said, sure, whenever you come like to America, please pop into my studio. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And I kept on texting him from then questions, little funny questions I had about studio stuff and whatever. And he was very, very, very um, willing to help and to, to share what he knew and uh, she Krause. Now, going continuing the story and skipping a few years later so I was obviously I got married I had to give up my not had to I wanted to give up my studio because I really loved the idea of moving away so so we moved to America well at first I moved to Canada really we lived in Canada my wife is from Canada, uh-huh. Canada so she comes from Canada yeah her parents um my, my in-laws are Chabad, actually they are really uh, yeah there's well they were summer years ago and they were they I would say they, they went, they got influenced by Chabad, I guess. Chabad is their thing today. They dove in at Rabbi News, I'm sure, the MTC, the Montreal Torah Center. Heard of it? Rabbi News, look it up online. Very, very, very vibrant <laughs> place. Very good place. Lovely place to be there. Met a lot of cool people there, nice people. So I go there often. Well, I haven't been there in a while, but it's a nice place. That's where my wife, Kayla, was very, very supportive of my music. And she really, really wanted me to go full in. I wanted to get a side job. And do this as a hobby," she said. "No, this is your job. This is what you're going to do." Yes. Said, about money, I said. Who cares about money right now? God is going to bring us money. And as if she said it like she's a rich person, a multi-billionaire, says, "Who cares about money right now?" Right? Yeah, we barely paid the rent now, but who cares about money? But it <laughs> was she was very wow. she is like that, very faithful, always about God. Like you know, the same way God can protect you from this, um, this, this, this guy sleeping in your basement. It's, it's again, it's all one thing, by the way. It's all one. You know, it doesn't make a difference it's money and all this is all materialistic things we have to remember one thing we, it, this this world is a playground right it's, yeah it's an illusion really okay going back into mystical things again but it really is an illusion if you think about it but it is for, here for our purpose to bring up something out of us so we have to remember so wow. if you're afraid of something it's like saying it's an illusion why are you afraid of it right I yes know. Really hurts and it really this, but there's there's tragic stories and tragic things happening to in the world and people, God forbid, like there is. But saying this and and going into the depth of it, you will see it's like someone saying like the 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 guy who created the movie, right? If you're asking a question while watching the movie, it's, it's stupid because watch until the end, you understand, right?
0: Yes, it so, happened to me. because basically I'm close with Baruch Perlowitz. Do so you know who he is?
1: Of course, yeah. Wow! Yeah.
0: Oh, you okay? Good.
1: Okay, I'll tell you. I I, I I'm a mixing engineer, so I sound, I did sound for one of his movies. Okay, continue.
0: Wow! Okay, so I'm close to them. Anyway, I watched Desperate Measures. You know the movie Desperate. Majors? Okay, so me too. Desperate. Problem is, I knew him right after Desperate Measures. I mean, I always knew him, but like I, I got close to him right after Desperate Measures.
1: Those game shows, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. And then as they were filming Too Desperate, I kept asking questions. Uh, I was like, so what happens next here? What happens this there? And he was sending me all the bloopers and then it just ruined it for me. It wasn't fun anymore, it wasn't scary anymore. Because the whole time I was asking questions to the main actor. First of all, I was calling the main actor and him at the same time, because you know me. I just I don't think before I contact anyone, no, I was calling the, the the camera guy, Barak, Yosef Keniger. So all of them at the same time, and it ruined the video for me. I knew everything.
1: Wow. So you see lesson learned now you know yes. it's a good but it was supposed to happen because that was your lesson instead of learning a different ways you learned it that way and it's great and now you know which is very very into, it's amazing that a girl your age that already grasped this information and is willing to know it and understand it which is amazing by the way I, I understand? it's amazing no you you probably have like the soul of something very someone very special or someone you i that's what i believe it's amazing story so, on that mm-hmm you want to hear it Mm-hmm. I yes please
0: oh okay so uh two weeks ago i had this dream and um i was in like a you know those like the sleep where you can't fall asleep and then you finally fall asleep but you don't feel like you're sleeping but you're sleeping it's and i had called, this dream
1: it's called theta
0: okay i was Over- at theta. i had this dream right. and i was at rabbi khan Kanievsky's house and his wife was there too Okay. And they were telling me how it happened to Shema of sorry, Menu, Okay. And that I should take care of it, like very carefully, whatever. Anyway, I wake up from it. And I was like, what in the world just happened here? I called Wawa Jacobson. I called all these Robs. And they're like, if it happens two more times, then there's a problem. You need to think about it. But now, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means you have a the Shema. And we don't know what you have from. Anyway, what? yeah. I didn't have it another two times. <laughs> but um it
1: just reminded me of that wow that's that's fascinating i'm gonna tell you something I, you remember i told you i want to tell you something before yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i want to
1: hear it now so we're gonna you want to hear it now yeah sure I, I whatever I, you I, want to say i want to go in the order of, of things So okay. i think to, yeah i don't want it because i want to skip the the materialistic part of my of who i am and then we're going to go to the spiritual part okay <laughs> we're going to the materialistic parts of things okay so now um, I am very, uh, uh, so, uh, um, again, I'm very connected to Moshe Kraus, right? We moved on to that part and I, um, he's a studio engineer and does great stuff and really, really um, got me going to, to you know, to become even more busy. And, I, and then I got married, right? As I told you, I got married to, I was up to that place in Canada. She, my wife convinced me to open up a little studio. I helped little schools, um, do projects and, and uh, you know, Tomo and stuff like that. Little, you know, little songs and stuff, families. So again, it was in my little living room there we had an apartment somewhere and that's where i set up my 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 thing my studio you had your
0: studio in your apartment
1: yes i had my studio in my apartment yeah always by the way so and then we moved to israel which was great it was one of my favorite things we lived in in yerushalayim and i found a little machsan tiny little uh machsan is a a a storage closet like literally like four or maybe even smaller than that and i had room to plug in I didn't even have an outlet, so I had to use the lights. So that so I managed no. to pull a cable and and plug in a bulb with a wire hanging down to plug in. Don't ask. So so it was it was like I paid again. I paid three hundred shekels, I guess, which was like a hundred bucks a month. So it was okay. Um, and I used that space, and that's where we started creating some music. I met some great people in there.
0: that tiny space.
1: Yeah. So in that tiny space, anything can happen, right? As long as you have the you know, the, it, there was one very famous man. His name is Hans Zimmer. He's one of the top orchestrate, whatever. He, he orchestrates songs, m- movie scores for, for films. And Hans Zimmer, he's Jewish, um, and, and, well, not from, but he's Jewish. And he said one thing, and he's a German accent, and he says, anyone can make a song today. Anyone can produce a song today. Anyone with a laptop in a garage can do anything. As long—that's
0: a hundred percent true, by the
1: way. As long, and he finished with that statement. As you can tell a story, he said, in, this, in his accent." Ah, that's it. You just yes. have to tell a story. That's it. So, um, a, again, you could be a speaker, but if you don't know how to tell a story to captivate the people, like to get them to listen to you, then you can anyone can be a speaker. But the, the, the point is to be a speaker. You don't even have to have the language. You just have to be able to t- give over something.
0: Yes, a hundred percent.
1: And that's it. That's it. The, how do you do that? People ask, right? So, the the I think my 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 humble opinion is by being passionate about what you're doing. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not connecting to it, so to speak. Then there's nothing connecting to you to it. So, I'm gonna quickly jump into something. So, I do marketing, right? Audio marketing. I do a little commercials and stuff. So. When a company calls me to do a commercial i don't just jump in it because of the money i i have to understand what they're selling first if i don't feel what they're selling i cannot deliver it and i have that sometimes i really do by the way i've already cancelled several jobs because i didn't understand what they were selling They didn't talk to me some people say crazy it's money i know but i'm not gonna do it for them and i have to i, I can't bear yeah. of me to to just take on a job that's not gonna that's the truth so now going back in about 20, uh, you know, about 2013, 2014 back then. So I was in Israel and then I met a great person who walked into the studio one day and asked him what his name is. And he said, my name is, um, what's happening in the zoom thing. He's jumping there. I can see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess somebody's trying to hack into us. Cool. Amazing. Okay. We have some angels here now. So basically, <laughs>
0: how did uh, he go fix that?
1: It's fine. It's, I'm sure it's gonna just stop eventually. Maybe it's your wire or something. I don't know. So, um, it happened
0: before middle school. What? So great. I said I haven't in middle. Yeah, I haven't in middle school before. It wasn't so great.
1: All right, all right. Okay. It's fine. Hashem will help. Fine. You. It's it's good. The conversation is still going on. Okay. So continuing. Um. Um. Uh, the, is there a time limit on this? I don't. I don't want to. No.
0: You can go on and on. Every interview is different. There's interviews are two minutes long and interviews are an hour
1: long. Okay. All right. Hopefully we're almost done. It's really like <laughs> I, I know myself, it's not done, but whatever. Anyway, so the point is that um I, I continued um, um what's it called again with this um where was I up to now? See now I've seen how I lost material thought. I think I was talking <laughs> about I was talking about Israel walking in a guy. Yes. So his name is Eli Melech Kohn, he tells me. You know Melech Cohn? I heard about him. Okay. Do you know the song hundred uh, percent, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he came in with a song So he came with that song, and that's my that that's where I started. I we made a little music, had a friend like Stendig, David Stendig, the brother of Yossi Stendig today, the musician. And uh Stendig, you'll see him online, very famous guy here in, in New York. And then we have um Um, as well there so again we did it together and we made this little song um, and then i came home listened to the song and usually what happens when anyone comes to the studio like i have it all the time right they take the song and go home with it right yeah Um, why would i I be listening to it again if i liked what i did so back then i charged 75 shekels an hour which is about 20 bucks today right so again it wasn't that much right I was very passionate about what I did. So I really didn't care or keep track of what I made or didn't make. So I used to come home with nothing. Sometimes I used to like a week went by, I didn't make any money. I just worked and worked and worked, made so much music, but didn't make any money. But it happens, you know, You, I did a lot of Wait, you did me. it for free? Don't ask. Yeah. So it was, yeah, most of my life, okay. was, yeah, I didn't make any money of it. I didn't charge anything because again, I did this as a passion, right? How I did everything, again, I had a job on the side so this kind of helped me in israel i worked in a cell phone store and the back end of the so you had a
0: lot of jobs
1: yes i did (laughs) my worked nights as a chat representative um so and while she was doing her masters she was studying for a master's degree online for special education and sociology and whatever social working so she did those things while she was working as a chat representative while i worked at the cell phone store by day and the studio so we kind of had a little thing going for ourselves it was it was actually pretty cool it's funny now how did we afford I don't even know we barely had but but you know what God was good to us and wow Shabbos came by and we weren't stuck so which good which is good some people are but it's only faith that that carried us there by the way it was nothing else but faith if I, I realized my wife told me this yesterday We went through something, let's say, and we we spoke about it and said, like, if we wouldn't have had the faith, it would have been so hard for us. We would have cried. We would have called people. Please give us some donations. Please help us. We would have done that. But because we had the faith, we didn't need to because God just threw it in. Literally, I can tell you stories that happened to me. Open miracles. Whoa. People in my in my stage, I mean, obviously, once you're married, you have a responsibility. You think you do. Well, really, you don't. But you do. again. You do, but you don't. Again, you (laughs) do. But it's not, because Hashem has a responsibility. It's you have one responsibility, and what is it? Trust in Hashem. You have to do a shtadlis. A shtadlis is also trusting in Hashem. But again, it's a shtadlis, but again, you, you have to be normal about life, because this is the vizayah sapecha tocha it says that. But it's not a law. That you have to do it that way. You could also choose to trust in Hashem completely. There's a famous story about a guy who came to shul. The rav said, get, get, told them that even if you believe, if you would have the emuna, the faith that is 100, you could go home right now and drop your job and you'll be fine. Now it's crazy to say that, right? Don't. No, but a, it's true. Yeah, but it's it is true. But the truth that people say, nah, better don't say that. No, you. <laughs> now here's the thing the guy came home he had a donkey he had no money and his wife asked him like uh what are you doing where are you going with the donkey well I'm going to sell the donkey okay sell the donkey great so he went outside looked for a buyer wants to buy his donkey and uh, an Arabic man stopped on the street and he said I want to buy the donkey great gave him the money walked home he was happy I have some money a little bit of money to buy some bread I sold my donkey. So why did you do that? We need it for work. I, I said, and he said, I know. But the Rav said, if I trust completely Hashem, and I do, I want to trust Hashem, we don't have to work. Ah, he goes, oh, come on, you can't do that. So I do trust Hashem, it's fine. Guess what happened? What? The Arab continued his journey and on the way, he fell asleep in a cave because he was very tired. Now, he strapped his treasures and all his life say everything on that donkey like he was traveling he was moving somewhere he needed the donkey because he was moving somewhere and there was thousands there was the gold there was silver everything on that thing while he was sleeping yeah while he was sleeping the donkey just decided to move on (laughs) best place where's the place he lives he knows he remembers his home so he walked home (laughs) okay his owner and the guy wakes up the next morning. He sees, oh, hello. I didn't expect you. He said, well, I'm back home, and he sees the treasures on the donkey. And he says, look, I don't know where you came from. And he couldn't. He they didn't have phones then. No one registered who bought it. Where the treasure was with him. God just sent him a treasure. And the
0: airman man never found out that it ended up being.
1: I don't know what happened to him, but he never knew where the donkey went. I guess it was miles or something it was a whole night. It was plenty of time to go somewhere where he didn't know and he couldn't track back where he came from because he went out oh, in the park wow. like go know who he was like find out who where does he live nobody knows him there was no phone books there was no back then and he, it happened uh, it's 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 a very famous story and it's a uh, it's uh, written somewhere I don't know again if it is true isn't true, but it makes a lot i'm of
0: gonna sense. share that story on my next video
1: yeah, you should it's a fa- it's a very very cool story and it's I've seen it by someone, I, I I've seen it many times, but the last time I saw it was uh, it was by Rabbi Meirch Biderman from um, from Shulayim. He's a very famous faith uh, speaker. He has a little um um little pamphlets that he re- releases every Shabbos. Um, uh, stories about Emuna, very very cool, like little subjects about relating to the Parsha of the week. And that's why I saw it like many weeks ago, but it's a very cool story. Okay, continuing to where we're up to, right? So now, um, uh, so going back to um, um the studio in, in in Israel, it was Mailech evolved into the Hafta. And oh, so how did that happen? I took the song home, right? My wife listens to the song. She should make a video out of it. I said, me make a video out of what? Like I have no camera. I, yeah, I, I
0: don't
1: have it. Probably I, I assumed then it cost a lot of money and it does. Right. But I had no clue. Where do I begin? She said, you have iMovie, right? You have like the basics, what you need on, on like uh, to make a video on a computer, but I don't have a camera. So you do, you have a phone. So yeah, but I had a Samsung something, an old, like, I don't know what. So it's a, yeah. you do it. It's fine. People will love it. Just do it that way. I went out, I went out and I met my luck and I told him, listen, I want to make a video out of the song of the Habaku. He says, make a what, make a who, what? I said, I want to make a video. So he says, I don't have any money. He says, so don't die. Great match. Let's do it. So <laughs> so we went out and we, we toured them down like Yerushalayim, Ge'ula. Um, You probably heard of those streets, right? Um, And we went down Machni Yehud, like that area there. And then we met some boys from the Mir Yeshiva. And we continued to uh, just film stuff around. And just meet. we made something happen. It happened. Wow. I put the, the video on YouTube for the first time, uploaded it there. And it received... See, like- if
0: I search it up, I'll find it.
1: Yeah, you will. The okay. Noi like literally, spell it like V N O I. <laughs> I'll send you the link after okay. the the thing. So it's it, then the video. I, I had a friend, like a few people like we went on the street. It was cool. You'll see the thing. You'll see the video. And then the same thing happened with Vahfta. Uh, That's the video. Everyone knows if you saw the video is also with my phone. We di- I did it with my phone. Same thing. I had a little car then, like at least somewhere. I managed to get on with life, but. You know, and I did it, and then I had an accident. We both had an accident, and that made that made us move to America. So, <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, I in that studio, I got to know some great people. Obviously, like I, oh, I moved from the from the storage room to a little of a bigger studio. There, somebody rented me a place, an old studio that I kind of took over. I used it, and um, I but was at the I was at that stage in life that we we decided to, you know, we we needed something bigger, and I wanted to get busy with the studio. I really did. So, my wife and I decided to like look for places we. On the way to Beit Shemesh, and we were looking for an apartment to rent, to move out, like to see, to explore, because we thought this is our life. This is where we are. We're going to bring up some kids and this is a family. But Hashem had other plans for us. We were on the way. It was rainy. And at 8 o'clock in the morning, we drove that little tiny Nissan Micra, tiny little car. It's like almost like a smart car. And the wind carried us more than we drove. So it was like very interesting. Oh, uh, my gosh. And we had a three-car accident on the way. We slipped like the No. Down. And our car was totaled, like it was crazy. There was nothing left of that car. We came out without a scratch. So the police officer came to us and we were shaken up. We were standing there. We were like looking at each other. Like I was looking at my wife. I, we're probably in another world. So let's have a conversation anyway. If we're talking, about it, we'll continue talking, right? <laughs> so you're dead, I'm dead. So let's do this. So, um, but she, so we, we saw our phones. We saw stuff. This doesn't make sense that we are alive. So then it literally, it, it felt like that. And then my uh, the police officer comes and says, you guys are supposed to be dead. I says, I know.
0: Whoa.
1: I says, uh, this is crazy. Like, how are you alive? It's a miracle, right? So we decided to, 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 we went to the hospital. They stuck us with IVs and we were waiting there. And there was a lot of stabbings and shootings back then. So we saw so many people with inju- injuries and stuff. Oof. It was awful. We sat next to them. And then my wife and I decided, you know what? We really didn't have any family there, but we needed something. So she said she spoke to her mom on the phone and she said, why do you come to America live here with us? And, you know, this is life and there's many Jews that need you. Don't always Israel's a great place and you'll get back, you'll come back. Don't worry about it. Come home. I said, "But this is home, really. This this is home. So we asked our Rebbe who um, passed away and he said to us, listen, if life is there, you should go. And he gave us the blessing, and we moved on Pesach, era of Pesach, we moved to America. We had nowhere to go. So we didn't even know where to live. The first thing we had was a car. So we leased a car, and we were living in that car. And then we, my brother-in-law let us in his, his apartment, so we stayed there for a couple of days. And then we didn't know where to live, so we actually moved to Teaneck out of all places. Why? Because it's next to the George Washington. It's back like in between everything, so Teaneck. And then we lived there for about a year, and I started working at Moshi Krauss's studio. He was very kind enough to give wow. me a job, Mr. Weiser, who said, "Yeah, come to America. Don't worry." He kept on pushing me to build my studio. By the way, I, he's also very supportive of me, and uh, he told me to go to Mr. Krauss. He'll give me a job, and he gave me a job at the studio. And I started working there, and um, I started doing voiceovers slowly. And one of the today, I'm one of the popular Yiddish voiceover guys here today, and I make a lot of these.
0: Nice.
1: So, I saw
0: you in the like Chaim place.
1: Yes, I acted there. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So I, four of the, I think four of the movies. It was very great. It was very cool. Good team. Nice. So, yeah. Um. What's it called? Mother Hand Media. Have you had an interview with them yet? With um. Pultman. No. I
0: okay. need their numbers. I can't find them anywhere.
1: But yeah. She. She was the. She was behind all those films, by the way. Great. Great films that she produced them. Was we had great fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. Wow. And, yeah. So um. Now going uh, to to the to America. We. I, I opened up my own place. I mean, it was very small, but in my dining room. And now this is my garage in the house, which was uh, we moved on in COVID. We bought a house and we continued and things happened and, you know, life moves on and it's great. And now we're here in Muncie in Spring Valley and this is where the studio is. Um, Lots of great things happened till, since then. I met Barry Weber. We created an album together called um, nice. uh, uh, like, uh, you know, um, Tikkunaklali. We did that um album and then we continued on to doing singles and stuff and then a new his new latest album that just came out, Carbon. If you've heard Barry Webber's new album. And uh um yeah, we did like uh, look it up, you see. You know Barry Webber, right? Of course. He's a popular I'm interviewing
0: him after Pesach.
1: You you really, that's very wow, wow, nice. Okay, cool. Very nice. So so um I can send him regards. <laughs> so basically <laughs> Um, so then I, did, uh, I worked. I met Lieber Schmelzer. We we worked together on his previous album and the album, the recent one. And then we're working on new stuff. So so yeah, continuing. So it's very very nice to to, to meet all these um, famous artists because to learn from them. I got to do a song with Avram Free which was my my coolest experience ever. Um, I, did, I did a a music video actually with Zamira's choir because I sang in those choirs. I sang in the Adidas and I sang in Zamira's choir. Zamira's choir is a little group of of, of a few men um, run by um, Yoli. Wait, Ponson.
0: they make they make music videos, yeah?
1: Yes, they do. Yeah, like they're very vocal, very like um, a cappella style. Very, they're very yeah, individual. yeah, yeah. Very, very style. So look them up. You'll see. There's a song called If I Am I. If I am I, I am saw you, and... you saw yes,
0: me? I saw it. I saw you in it.
1: So I'm on there without glasses. So that's it's a, I I, pr- pr- I I produced it together with um, Mr. Polacek, and I did the mix and the sound and that. So yeah, so so as time evolved, I I, I forgot to mention that I was in school in Israel um for sound. I went and and you know I went to Jerusalem Academy. Um, again, that didn't really help me with what I know today. Most of it was from learning from other people. Really, it was like that. Yeah. You, it's very easy to learn online these things. You just have to have the right concept and passion, like I told you about, which is yeah one of the most greatest things ever in life. So um, um, and then, yeah, that's and that's where I am today. Really, it's a, so I've I've managed to work. Meilach Khan. we're releasing a new album now with him. Great. Wow. Very new and interesting, but an old we're bringing back old music to the new guys, to, to everyone today, because we want them to connect to it. And it's very, very cool because the lyrics, both English and Yiddish, very, very, very connecting, and it's literally Conversations with Hashem, like today, you have wow. met, right, in, with psukim, but you have also songs that connect you to um to to, to like the not the essence of Hashem, but more of a you can actually have a conversation. It's not a no, it's not like a thing. God is like here. You can you can talk. Yes. Can receive information. Now I'm gonna go to the last thing I the thing I wanted to tell you about before. Okay, a couple of years ago, well. I actually started eight years ago <laughs> um, we met a great uh, met someone at Um, You should probably interview him, too, by the way. His name is Richard Schwartz. Now, Richard Schwartz is um, a great fellow, by the way, such a sweet man. He lost his father now recently, just a, few, a week ago. Um, he's an old man. He was he lived his life. It was great. But he is a, uh, a theta healer. Okay. T-H-E-T-A. Theta. Now, what's theta? Gamma. Theta. There's levels of. You asked me before. You know that time when you fall asleep. Just before you fall asleep, there's like this this period of time where you don't know where you are, but you're not sleeping. You are sleeping. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a th- yeah. That, that, that you're almost in a theta state. Like it's a brain yes. Wave. Okay. So when you that when you hit that brain wave that signal, you're able to conquer so much. You're able to control and do so many things that your body doesn't even know it can do. Now I'm going to give you an example. Yes. So your brain and my brain, everyone's brain, the human brain uses how many percent you've learned this yet? How many, like how much of your brain is used on an average? I mean, human percentage-wise. I don't
0: know.
1: About 5%, 3% some say. That's it. Imagine you have a hundred percent capacity in that brain of things that you it's can do.
0: Not all of it is used. It's yeah. like half and half.
1: It's, it's that it's the right brain, left brain thinking, but that's, that's the, that's the, that's the movement. That's, um, I don't even know what the name is, but there's so much about the brain. I'm not going to say it because I don't even know much about it. But do, what I do know is that guys have, we, we, we human beings, Hashem created us. Like, what do you think Shem Shana Gibber was able to do? If you learned about Shem Gibber, what he did right yeah that was
0: crazy
1: he picked up like you know how, how did do he, you do that and how, how did Moshe Rabbeinu like um hit on the giant with,
0: yeah
1: right now it's all godly things but if you think about it God gave power to all of us human beings he made us with his image but Selim Elakim, it says in the first like look in the first parasha it says right away it says out there you know what? I can tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you something else. I want you to open up a chumash every week Shabbos when you have time. And I want you to read again the same parsha again. Just look at it. Look at the words. And a translation, it's fine. You'll always see something else. That's how it is. What? That's how powerful the Torah is. The Torah is. It, it, that's great. People taught me this, and it's a, it's a phenomenal. My Rebbe taught me this as well. When you want to find something, when you want to connect to something, and you want to understand something. The answer is always in the Torah. Now, you'll always find it no matter what happens. You'll always find it because it always tells you something else. And it's fascinating because this, yes. is, this is the, the power of the Torah. Why? Why is everything? Why do you think the world is so into Torah, Torah, like the whole thing? It's not just about because yeah. they want people to learn more and more and more. And mm-hmm. there's knowledge. There's knowledge. The extent of the knowledge is, is unbelievable. Now I'm going to go back to your brain. The power of the brain is so phenomenal that we only use three percent of it. And imagine how phenomenal that three percent alone is, the five percent alone is. The famous professors say it, like Einstein says it, I think. Look it up on Google, you'll see. So it's all there, information. You'll see. We use five percent of our brain, that would say the average, okay. If you imagine you can use hundred percent of your brain, how powerful would you be? Superman, right? Super superwoman. You'll be able to do crazy things, move objects yeah. with your eyes and your brain and your thinking. It's not <laughs> a show. It's not a joke. It's true. There's, there's Baba Sali. There's people like great people, phenomenal, phenomenal people that were able to reach that level. Now, now here's the thing. Here's a funny thing, right? Richard taught me something phenomenal. He told me that it's not only for Baba Sali to reach. You can also reach it. You, me, everyone. Everyone has. Yeah. The, everyone has the power to get there. So there was so much beyond that space. So lately, there's been a movement of of mental work, mental health and awareness. People have gone into um, 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 and trying to help themselves, right, mentally, with with all kind of therapy. I'm sure you're aware of it. How much, how, how, how open yeah. they are about it today? Back then, they weren't. Today, they are. That's true. It's phenomenal how much you could actually uh, achieve by just going to a therapist. And and now there is a therapy called Theta. Theta. My wife taught me like when well, she introduced me to Richard, and we went there to him, and he did phenomenal things to us. We are built. We are built on beliefs. Okay. Beliefs is something that is, um, carries us through our lives. Okay. Beliefs. That's how we are. So yeah. let's say if there's a person who doesn't like, um, in, um, green beans. Okay. Now the every, anytime they see the green beans, they just can't stand it. No, but you never had it. Why do you, why can't you eat it? So I, I don't, I just can't stand it. So you ask her, why, why can't you eat? What's going on? So she doesn't know. So yeah, she really doesn't know. But you know what happens? The subconscious knows the truth and where does it come from it might come from her grandparents it might come from her soul somehow transferred it from many generations ago we we've had two, two over 270 uh, life cycles on this world like most of us we come down we come up, you know that's how it goes it's 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 a it's a world um now the thing is that the the beliefs always transfer through our blood through our veins through the energy through and this is what we live on so we're able to change it that's the beauty about it you're able to change it how through going by going to theta now a theta healer can help you do that because the theta healer knows how to go into that meditative state of mind and able to help you change those beliefs and once you change those beliefs so many problems go away like people have problems with self gratification love yeah because
0: everything you're thinking is what builds you
1: exactly so like for example what happened to you two weeks a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. a major change in belief happened to you you know what happened to you like you went out there you were probably in life walking with that okay yeah you got people with guns are scary and they can kill us right yeah right now you saw what happened you went there and you wow he didn't touch me he was sleeping yeah and then you walked out of there what happened a major change happened a belief change that now you could walk and you see these people with guns you say yeah they're scary but not to me
0: yes a 100 percent.
1: right so he yeah a lot of fear what happened, right? So again, so it's a belief change. So you can change so many other things in your life. If you have, if you have a girl who doesn't is not able to concentrate, a girl or boy does not able to concentrate in 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 in, the, in school or or in talent or in anything you do. Let's say you have a podcast and you're trying to build that podcast and you're not sure you get distracted or whatever it is. You want to fix that. So it's a belief probably. You believe that I have to get distracted because of something A, B, and C, right? But you're able right. to, and then you suddenly find, whoa, the path is smooth. What happened? So there's a famous quote that he once told me, and it comes from the the the, the, the one who found out what Theta healing is. It's an ancient thing from the Shvutim, actually. But it's it found out. Who, so they said, nothing can stop a human being from even moving an object with their eyes or brain or thinking, but a belief. That's but it. you
0: can't move anything with your eyes. It's
1: a belief. <laughs> it's so powerful. It's a belief. That's it. We are built on beliefs. The belief system' is so strong that it stops you. Now scientists will argue, but the truth is people have now I'm going to give you proof. I have, I have proven okay. all that. The proof is that if you go and okay. look up Joe Greenstein, right, he's a famous um, 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 uh, known for like human power, like he, he was able to pull an airplane with his teeth. so huh? Uh, yeah, with his hair. They tied strings to his hair as well, and they they tied they tied the end of the, other, the end of the rope to, to a plane to an airplane, and he pulled it, and nothing happened to him. What happened? He explained one thing. It's not that I worked it out. That what do you think I did? Exercise my hair like every day push-ups? It didn't happen. He said, <laughs> you yeah. have. I've got the same skin. You have the same bones. You have the same. I'm the same human being. Nothing's different. You know what's different? My way of thinking." He had an illness, a terminal illness. <laughs>
0: yes
1: yeah so he had a terminal illness the doctors gave up on him said he's gonna die at age 17 age 14 um yeah 14 and then if you look it up I read this this is history if okay. he he had he came to a place his father left him at some somebody's place and he found this 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 group of people that were doing like circus like you know they were doing circuses like plays Somebody was like uh you know bending forks and uh, somebody was like I don't know all kind of magic tricks, but you know, with human power. So he met this guy, and the guy told him, You're not like in a Ukrainian accent, you're not sick, your brain is sick. <laughs> so he says, What do you mean? But the doctor said I'm gonna die, your brain is gonna kill you. And he looked at the wow. Guys, wow, this guy, Wow. Wow, that's very powerful. Your brain is gonna kill you. So he started going into that, and he said, teach me what you know, and he did. He taught him how to fight his illness with thinking, simple thinking. There's this famous Indian guy who always says, "Um, stop thinking, stop thinking. You think you already ruined yourself. That's it. You ruined your <laughs> You think you think you ruin everything. Stop thinking. Sometimes thinking can really, you know, really maneuver everything. It can change everything. So you can just change it through the uh, Chabad. There's a famous thing: Tracht gut sein gut, right? Yeah. Mean think good will be good it's a very simple statement there's nothing more to it there's no explanation to it it's simple yeah if you think good will be good okay you came down singing daddy come home and the guy was sleeping
0: yeah and I was screeching by the way I was that's why I didn't even like think there was actually a guy down there I was literally screeching daddy come home!" turning on the light and he didn't wake up
1: wow that's I'm that part is it's crazy did you did you write that in the col on the, in, on, the on the article there yeah
0: that check part? it check
1: that? it i'll check it out okay i'll check it But this story the way you talk Wow. okay so the, I'm, I'm i'm always be touching back to that because that inspired me so much it's crazy so going going forward going back into the, our conversation so i'm going to tell you about why i'm telling why i'm telling you all this about theta like uh, so we met this guy eight years ago and then he told us how about i teach you this so he got a group of people and the first time around and we we learned this method, this therapy, because my wife, we really wanted to help ourselves and help and help people really. Yeah. Cause there's so much you could do to change people's lives with this. It it really does. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal way of changing people's lives. You could do so much with theater. It's it's phenomenal. So it connected us to God in such a spiritual level, a crazy way, but it's it's just phenomenal. And I we do that. I practice. I'm licensed. I don't know why they gave me a license, but the point is they gave us a license to do that. And now they uh, and I even joined the next. They made another course, another run with other people who I, I asked to join that course to also wanted to become faith healer because we need more and more people to do this, right? So and and I was a mentor at that course then, and I was able to help them to, to you know. So basically, in other words, today a lot of people I have some people come to me as clients because again they they like not because of I don't do because of money, but you have to take because of the energy. Whatever, it's a whole another story. <laughs> But the point is, no, because otherwise it doesn't, it works. But the reason why it doesn't work is because the, piece, the person doesn't feel like he's, they're being helped if they don't. Because if you pay for something, you feel like you own it. So that's what they said. That's what ah. he, he told us at the course. I know you guys are good. And the reason why you're all here, because you want to help the world, but you have to remember something. If you're not going to charge your uh, people that you help, what's going to happen is you don't be, don't be, uh, don't, be uh, don't be like surprised if it doesn't help because of the exchange of that energy if they don't own it if they don't keep it to them for themselves it's not aha uh-huh. there's different ways of doing it so yeah you can help people with barters with exchanges stuff that, like do certain things that are going to make them because i really want to help that person i don't want them not to and if they don't have the money i find a different way to do it in a way where they give me something else which is you know right i, I really i am doing this just to help really not for my i'm not i don't want to make i, I i'll i take you with the money and donate it i really do that by the way i don't need i don't i'm not keeping the money i'm I'm pay i pay
0: whoa
1: pay it forward um to to talk organizations and stuff like that i don't have a specific fund to do it but that's what i do and i want to help as many people as i can with this because i again i was gifted to to with with this guy Anyone can have this again. It's not. I was gifted. I was gifted with with the, with a the will to do this, and everyone. You also have this, and I believe you can also do this, and you should. You should look into it properly. I'm saying that this is something anyone really. So you said you have the soul of Saramania, right? Uh, now I'm going to tell you something about this. It's 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 normal. It's okay if you, if it happens again. The in my opinion, I would say if it, if it happens again, it's okay. Nothing scary about this. It's just that the reason I believe and the logical thinking about this is why I'm saying this now to you is that if you have it again don't be afraid rather it's important because oh there's something important about that but it's it's normal it's yes you're of course you're a special soul 100 and and uh, you know this i found my daughter also special you can see it in theta you can see this thing it's crazy you have (laughs) visions of of great stuff really but again i'm not saying it's 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 not mystical it's very simple stuff but you have to just tap into it anyway I don't want to del- I don't want to go overboard here. I'm afraid that I probably had a very too the conversation went overboard a little bit, but I'm sure you got enough of what you wanted, right? Any questions?
0: Yes, I okay. love it. I have one more question. Go ahead. Can you please share with us a life lesson?
1: Life lesson. Wow, that's a very powerful on the spot there. Okay, a life lesson is okay. what? Go ahead? Go. Okay, is one thing. Follow seriously but when you say you hear the words follow your heart follow your intuition follow your heart because your heart is is a message from hashem direct that's it that's it that's a message think about it intuition the message from hashem direct okay love it yeah all
0: right Garcia. Thank, thank you so much for joining this beautiful wonderful amazing elevator yourself interview leave all here for more interviews and daily videos please Press the number low and don't forget to elevate the planet.